consider yourself normal, then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals Show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Sounds so good. Mm, it is. I'm, really having, good. I'm having some broth right now. It's tasty. Ooh. Well, is it the chicken broth? Just chicken broth, or are you putting other stuff in it? Well, no, I made soup, but what I'm having right now is the broth. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I a need lot to of get broth. some food. You just made me hungry. <laughs> Well, you know what they say, feed a cold, starve a fever. And I don't have a fever, so I'm going to have some chicken soup. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to have. I do need to have some real food soon, don't I? Did you not have (laughs) breakfast yet? I did, but it was a small breakfast, and it's it's getting close to time for lunch, you know. Oh, yeah. I've been making a real effort to... Find a way to drink water that tastes skunky to me. Uh-huh. It, I realize I'm just spoiled is what it is. I really like alkaline water that's clean and doesn't have uh, that chlorinated taste. Mm-hmm. And, but I also have a little bit of guilt from always having a little tiny plastic bottle around me. You know, that's not the way I need to drink anyway. No. So I found a product called the UV Bright. Oh, tell me. It's a big old it's a big old bottle, you know, like a thermos. And when you when you want to drink, before you drink, not every sip, but after you put the water in it, you press this button on it and it, it shines a UV light through the water and yeah. it gets rid of uh it kills bacteria in the water. And that might be what's causing my the skunky taste to oh. me. And some people just they're sensitive to certain tastes and that just sadly happens to be one of mine when i Ooh. drink tap water it tastes skunky and i don't well, have any excuse it just yeah tastes i mean funky. tap water here is pretty funky but i mean i've had worse tap water in other places yeah do you are you able to drink it or do you taste that skunky taste um i put it through a brita filter and that helps uh, yeah, I did that. I think I did that back in the day. I was running through a lot of those filters, I think. And then I tried an at-home, one of those big home filters that you install in one single place in the house, and it supposedly helps it all and all of that. And it did for a while. And then the whole thing came uh, about of, well, you got to change it out so often. And, and suddenly, someone in my house thought it was not a good idea anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's how that goes. I've tried the Culligan stuff, 
where you have a water service. It wasn't Culligan I used, but it, it was somebody local around here. And they would bring uh-huh. five-gallon jugs of water uh-huh. to me. You know, it was pretty cheap. It was like 9 or $10 a month. And they'd bring yeah. me three or four or five-gallon jugs. That and if I heavy. ever ran out, I call them and they have more water there that afternoon. Yeah. I want to go to the, the, the creek again, you know, the mountain thing that is coming right out of the rocks and on the side of the mountain somewhere way up high. Mm. That's the water. That's the best water. That is the but water. I've I don't not know had that water that like exists. That. Yeah, and I've not had water like that in years. It may well, still exist, but nowhere I know. Well, I, the place that we used to go is fairly close to me and you. Um, and I could take you to it, but I just don't, I'm not sure if I would trust it anymore. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say about that. Except I read, you know, that link you posted at the top of your page. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Uh, well, it's it, good it, to know. I mean, I've loved the French Broad River since I was a kid. Yeah. Cause we used to go, uh, fishing there and picnicking and all that stuff. I love that old river, but I'm not in any kind of, uh, I'm not having any illusions about how clean it is. It's cleaner than it was in 1973. Yeah. But I wouldn't put my butt in it. The last time I had my a body part in that river was for the Rockin' River Raft Race with Big Wise Radio. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, golly, in the 80s, Yeah. <laughs> Yep, in the eighties, early eighties, at that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Boy, that was when, fun. Golly. I loved radio. I loved radio back. So, Me too. Yeah, I loved. I and I still do love the holiday spirit. As long as I can take all the human, all that BS out of it, if I can just like zoom out and look down and say, "Oh, look, those lights are pretty." Look how many people are putting lights up this year. That's nice. Let's let's go look at some lights. You know, something really simple. Yeah. But, but then when I start thinking about the BS that goes on with it nowadays. Like, like what? What kind of BS? Well, the pressure to the pressure to spend a ton of money and overbuy for people. Oh, you know, yeah. And yeah. to be perfect during the holidays. I mean, I think that's unattainable. I don't know any perfect person, you know, and this whole, oh, we must do this and we've got to do that. Why? Because it's a tradition. You just have to. Why? That didn't answer my question. I mean, because it's a tradition, some traditions are worth keeping and some are not. Amen. Yeah. You know, so I remember how they would, Cross the Christmas lights on Haywood Road like an uh, X. Yeah. And they were those big old lights. And they would have those, I don't even know what you would call them, those things that went up on the, the poles, light poles. Mm-hmm. And they would be like a candy cane and a wreath. Yes. And all of that. And I, that's that. I loved that part of Christmas. And we I still like have this. that. Those things are up, not on, not like they were on. Haywood Road was just so magical. They had it was like greenery across the road. Those X's were in greenery. Oh, that's right. It mm-hmm. was a, it was 
It was really trashy, but it looked exactly like greenery. Yeah. So it it made the whole little worst Asheville look so festive. Yeah, it looked homey and nice. And and I I love the simple things like Christmas music that you carol with. Oh, me too. Yeah, caroling is so not, you know, kosher anymore. Well, um, our neighborhood, if the weather is good, we... We will send out a team of carolers with a, you know, a little sheet that's got six or eight carols on it. But, you know, when we were when we were coming up, we we knew a buttload of Christmas carols. Oh yeah, because you couldn't help it. Even even if you weren't Christian, everybody is so inundated with Christian stuff this time of year that um, that we all. I mean, I know all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's funny because I know that stuff, and I even went to some Christian schools during those holidays and stuff, but never once in my mind did I actually associate the Christian images with Christmas. Oh, that's interesting. Because <laughs> Christmas is Santa Claus to me. <laughs> Santa Claus in red and green. Sainty. Yeah. I remember maybe more than one year, but certainly one year, there was that, there was like a rumor, one of those Christmas rumors that all of the farm animals would kneel down and pray at midnight on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I heard that. I don't know where that came from. It was just a bunch of bollocks. I, I so, think it uh, came probably from the that uh, claymation uh, little drummer boy. <laughs> maybe. I maybe. think they did that. Yeah, but I remember, I remember sneaking up one Christmas Eve. I got let myself out of the house and went up to where the barn and the sheds were. And, you know, all the ponies, horses woke up. And they looked at me like, oh, are we are we eating or what are we doing? <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> oh, and that they would speak. Not only would they kneel and pray, but they would speak. They would speak. And, I, oh, man, I, I wanted that. Well, yeah, that, I can see that. Apparently, that was not real. At least not in my house, but maybe because we were unchurched. We didn't have the right kind of credentials to get that to happen. I, I don't know. I, I guess, but that what that tells me is that even from a very young age, you wanted to know the truth about stuff. Well, and I wanted to be with the animals. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and you liked the animals more than the Yeah, people, I really... <laughs> I wanted to be a vet for many, many years because people in the neighborhood would bring me sick animals and I'd doctor them. Oh. And I don't remember what the success rate was with any of that, but I did a lot of animal doctoring. And then I got into high school really determined I was going to be a vet. And I was told by the guidance the guidance counselor that that girls weren't allowed to go to, to vet school. Isn't that something? I've been dreaming yeah. of that. Been dreaming of that for years and years, and you know, it just tells you everything about the way I was raised and yeah. uh, and my parents and all that. That I must have come home crying. I would think. I mean, I don't really remember it except you know being told, "No, absolutely not. Girls can't do that." And it, and at that point, girls weren't even allowed to wear pants to school. So, you know, I just took it at face value. Was that public school or was it Emmanuel Lutheran? 
No, that was public that was, school. That was high school. Okay. Yeah, it was high school. And where'd you go for high school? Inca. Inca. Okay. Inca, I went Inca. there every year in high school for band. They had this big giant band contest. Oh yeah, it was Mr. regional. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Lackey was the the band god. He was a nice man. He was a nice man. I met him myself. Yeah. And we would go, and you know, some years we did better than other years, but we we mostly made ourselves proud. I'd say I have good memories of it, <laughs> and I remember sitting in those Inca Inca stands there because I was always in the band, and I would travel with the you know everybody would travel, and we would go around to these local places and be the band, and I loved it. And I remember Inca was made well. Wasn't it? It was like it was big and it had those great big giants. Uh, what do you call them? Stadium seats. The big um, long benches. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you're talking about the old high school or the oh, new yeah. high school. I don't know. It would be the one from the late 70s. Yeah. I, and I'm not sure when they moved the high school to the new building out. Um, it's not Pisgah Highway, but it's out that way. Hey, yeah. what is it that when we're recording this podcast, that's when I start wanting to eat potato chips or something really loud? And crunching. <laughs> I've, been, I've been so careful that my spoon did not touch my little cup with my soup in it. I've been doing well. I couldn't tell. But now I'm going to cough. <coughs> Stop. Well, no, you actually did cough, didn't you? I did. I've had this uh, cough for about three days, man. and now it's turned into whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Is it? Do you have a headache from it? No, I don't. I'm glad. I'm really glad about that. And you're breathing okay? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit snotty, but not bad. I mean, yeah, mostly I it's the cough, and um, I don't know. <laughs> mostly it's a cough. Yeah. Well, that's that can be very annoying. There we go again. But you, you know what I got right here? I got me some cough drops. Cough? They are they are honey lemon, and that I've been cool. sucking sucking down elderberry tincture, which is good. I got plenty of that. Yeah, I made myself some cough medicine with um, Irish whiskey and honey and lemon juice. And yeah. I, you know, I got to be honest. I don't know if it's helping, but it sure is tasty. <laughs> well, if I you drink know. enough of it, it'll do, it'll put you to sleep. <laughs> so that's good, I'd say. Yeah. That's right. Well, I'm just I'm just in holiday mood already, and I, I tell you how much of a holiday haven't been in this much of a holiday mood in years. And it's a shame that I can't really have any holiday decorations at my house because cat dog, cat dog oh, he's oh, a maniac he is a maniac yeah uh, he would he would trash everything everything i mean he, he trashes everything now just about it's like having a destructive pair of toddlers all the time without supervision so it's just everything in my house has had to be toddler approved uh, and many things in my house have um, been messed up since he came around. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, you know, it's like having a teenager, except 
smaller. Yeah. But maybe well, even more, more destructive. I don't know. Well, he just, he's full of energy and he's not an outdoor cat. And so in, I'm sorry in some ways for him because he's full of energy, but he's not an outdoor cat. But on the other hand, he's warm. He has food. You know, he knows he's loved. He's got plenty of toys. And when we're home, uh, we play with him constantly. So I don't think his life is too bad, if that makes any sense. We we even have some. Have you ever seen those games for cats? No. Are they fun? They're really fun. So if you have an old tablet, which at, at this point a lot of people do, uh, then you can take take it, sit it on the ground, and let one of those games for cats play and walk away. Okay, make hmm. sure your battery is charged and everything on it. And the cat will, it, it, these games are, are built to work with cats and vision. So, and the cats will have different levels and they don't, I guess they don't know that it's levels. Okay. But these cats go crazy for it. They'll be, first they'll see an ant and it'll crawl across the screen and then it might come back and crawl in a different pattern, but in a little faster. Oh. And the next thing you know, it's got three or four ants. And so what does a cat do? It goes to attack it instantly. Well, the second that the cat's paw touches it, something else will happen that'll infuriate the cat, you see? And if the cat catches enough of them, then it goes on to the next level. And the next level might have tiny little mice, you see? And the mouse will look at you and, and the cat's going to want to kill it and it'll run across the screen. And cats are fascinated with that. I, I had a cat named Vina, and she didn't get to live too long. She had a heart condition. Um, but Vina was a special cat and she loved to play. And I remember one day I had my iPad on and at the time I was editing photos or something and I turned around, walked across the kitchen to do something. And she jumped up and she, cause she was used to seeing these little cat games that I would show her. So she jumped up and when she did, she saw her own self down on the iPad, which was laying flat. And so <laughs> I remember I had the camera on and she flipped it around or something. And she saw her own self and she was fascinated with it and um completely by mistake she she took a picture of herself <laughs> that is one of the most beautiful photographs that i have I, I i did a little bit of color editing on it no big deal but and it was because the expression on her face so i'll, I'll have to look that up and see if i can find it so I, we've got a bunch of cat lovers and the weirdlings <laughs> You know, the, and I might see what they think of it. Ah, so do you <laughs> do you celebrate all the holidays that in in the season now, or I mean, because we've got everything going on right now. My uh, my oh. holiday my yeah. holiday of choice is um, winter solstice. Yeah, and that's because. All holidays are based on that at this time of year, every one of them. Mm -hmm. So I just skinnied it right down to the source, <clears throat> which is the lengthening and strengthening mm -hmm. of the um, 
agricultural year. And that's what I do. And when my daughter was at home, we would get up. I've talked about this before. We'd get up before sunrise and we'd sing the sun up on solstice morning. Uh And we'd make noise. We had noisemakers, clackers, and whistles and stuff. Uh, But since, since she has been not at home, I tend to get up very early on solstice morning, but I don't saying this all just in or anything so yeah that's one of those nice yeah you probably will someday that's one of those nice memories isn't it Mm-hmm. yeah i love i love everything about the holidays you know we're spiraling in and it really is true isn't it mm-hmm. and that's why so, i always think of it yeah and of course it's the time of year when everybody is busier than a what do you call say busier in a one arm paper hanger? Busier in a one arm paper hanger. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. busy. You know, so they are. Um, it's a busy, busy time. Yeah, but it's also a time when, when people think about each other. Even even if it's not necessarily the best memory in the world, because I have some holiday memories that are not good. Oh and, yeah, and I gotta say, you know, I generally have consider myself one of the luckiest people I ever met and stuff like that. But everybody's got some bad holiday memories. And somehow, somehow even that seems right to just set aside a little time, you know, and remember things. And, and I do make it a point to think about those things from time to time, not just the bad ones, but the good ones too. I love them. I've got so many of them. I'm embarrassed to say them sometimes. Well, that I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Christmas with two alcoholic parents was always a challenge. And the things I best remember about Christmas were times when I was outside. I read that short story about getting the Christmas tree with my brother. Yeah. And the story itself is funny. Ha, ha, ha. But the experience was not so funny. <clears throat> no, I bet it wasn't. And so there were, I mean, just so much of that. Yeah. And now I can look at it and go, well, you were a child living in poverty with alcoholic parents. That's, you know, that's yeah. the thing where, where trauma might be expected. Absolutely. So I am, you know, I'm dubious about it. My, my grandparents made Christmas as nice as they could, but it was it was very hard. Well, then I imagine that growing up and moving out and starting your own traditions and having your own kind of Christmas, I imagine there was a deep satisfaction in that. Because now look at what you've got. You have memories like the one you told me about with your daughter. Right. I've got 30 years of memories with 30 plus years of memories with my daughter. Yeah. And that, you know, that... um that makes it easier to think about holidays and how holidays are, and particularly this one, because it's not what I experienced. Mm-mm. And I, that was very, very intentional. Yeah. The holidays for me are the opposite of yours. Mine are more bleak now than they were when I was a kid. I didn't have pressure back then. I didn't feel like, you know, I've got to be everything to all people at any time, you know. And there was was some of that that goes on in my life now. 
So I feel like it's kind of the opposite for me. The older I get, the less important the holiday really becomes to me. But the nice traditions that came along with it, they're still there. I like that. And I love the colors and sights and food and smells and sounds of Christmas, you know. And I love to, Craig, by the way, is the only musician that I run around with that loves Christmas music. And he wrote probably one of the finest Christmas tunes that I've ever, well, it, he, he doesn't call it Christmas, okay? But it, it talks, it's called Truce 1914. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful story. It is, and he wrote a song about it, and it's just one of the best ones. I love that song at Christmas. I've been playing it. I've been playing that uh, some of the South Park Christmas stuff. Please don't laugh at me. <laughs> and there's some streaming channels that out there that I really like uh, for Christmas. Soma FM has got a, a, a wacky Christmas channel. It's kind of offbeat and somewhat adult occasionally. Christmas music. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And it, it, it is. And, you know, I want to go traditional sometimes. I watched a claymation last night called The Year Without a Santa Claus. Oh, gosh, I haven't seen that in years. <laughs> I just happened, happened to cross it. So, yeah, so yay, Christmas, yay, Christmas. (laughs) But really, yay this time of year. I call it all Christmas. Do you call it the holiday season? Uh, No, I call it winter solstice. Winter solstice, yeah. I sometimes have have called it Yule, but that is a very kind of specific holiday. Yeah. Right now, it feels like spring. It doesn't feel like Christmas. It's 60 degrees outside. Is it really? I think so. It, it sure feels like it to me. I'm not in I'm not in the too much of a Christmas mood. I'm in a I'm in a Byron podcast mood. All that great material lost forever. Of oh, how sad! You and the microwave going off and all that. That's right. Oh. No, we we took a little bit of a Zoom break, and now we're having lunch. So if you hear lots of crunching and smacking, it's because yeah. I'm having some lovely chicken soup. I don't know what Alicia's eating, but she's enjoying it. So I'm enjoying the heck out of it. This is the last of the Thanksgiving. Oh golly. <laughs> That is nice. It is my favorite meal. So I'm having turkey and dressing and cranberry sauce. Mm. I'm going to make some cranberry sauce because I love it. I eat it all the time with a spoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good you too. were, before we realized we weren't recording, you were asking, did we have a big Christmas dinner? And yes, we uh, always went to my grandmother's for Christmas. And we'd open our pre- our presents from them there. And my grandmother usually made like a baked chicken, mm-hmm. some baked chicken and green beans and stuff like that. And um, there was cake. Uh, coconut cake was always at Christmas. And my mother always made a really delicious prune cake. Mm, that sounds good. And everybody drank, everybody drank a lot. And it was very unpleasant after a while. 
We didn't. We had um, lots of coffees. People would bring their coffee in. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'd try this new coffee kind of thing. And we'd always have broken glass pies that we've talked about before. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And people would, various people who would come in, they'd come in with a plate of something. Uh-huh. So I guess we did have a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Well, we, you know, we didn't have a big family. Um, my father was kind of estranged from his family. And my mother did not have any siblings. So I was kind of, kind of us was it. Us was it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We had, again, it was exactly the opposite. We had so much family and I would meet new family every year. And then wow. they all seemed to kind of circle around my grandma's house. So oh, all day long, people would just drop in with plates and boxes. And oh, that sounds wonderful. It was. And that's why I loved it so much. Uh, and, and that would be the day before Christmas and also on Christmas Day. Yeah. Because huh. uh, we had all my kin, it seemed like anyway, lived right around, you know, within 20 or 30 miles. And they just would show up. And wow. That's the day I'd see cousins and uncles and all of it. <laughs> so many redheads. <laughs> so many redheads. So many redheads. Mm-hmm. I like it. What can you say? And they all behaved around my grandma. I happen to know that some of them were buck wild at the time. You know, some of them <laughs> weren't we all? Of, yeah. Well, I, you know. And but they come into the house and they just get nice and mild. Huh. And, then, and never once did I see any 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 drinking, but I know now that I'm older, I know that there was some. Yeah, so they evidently they probably just, just didn't do it in front of the kids. That's probably exactly what it was, but but who knows? And the, my grandmother would put that big giant ass stereo would be playing whatever Christmas thing at the time, and that'd be it. She'd be in the kitchen as usual. And just she kind of hung out there, and it was like she held court. Mm-hmm. Come in, you say hello to Miss Nellie, Nellie Vaughn, and get you some coffee or get you some whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my grandmother had one of those big ass stereos too, stereo <laughs> TV radio, mm-hmm. you know. And yep. it was always like Bing Crosby and those kind of guys doing Christmas music, and the Hallelujah chorus of all things. Mm-hmm. I love that. I remember so well. I remember that too. That was I love that. But they didn't they didn't play that. I remember the Bing Crosby White Christmas album, and I remember a Slim Whitman Christmas album. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Charlie Brown Christmas uh, got played pretty often, and there was a, a little radio station there in Robbinsville, and we would listen to that sometimes on Christmas, and that was nice. They'd be shouting out to everybody, you know. Oh, yeah. I love those uh, those country, small-town stations. They're not all country, but small-town. I love them. Where they, you know, they give you the stock report and, <laughs> and all that stuff. I just love it. We're, you know, we're, too, we're, too, we're too fancy for that now here. Yeah, radio has changed so much. Mm-mm-mm. When I first sort of got into it, they were still using tapes. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did radio when I was in college, so that must have been, I'm going to say 1976, somewhere in there. And we had the little college radio station, WUNF, that later became our public radio station here in Asheville. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. That then and became WCQS mm-hmm. and is now uh, W Blue Ridge Public Radio. Yeah. 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 Did y'all use vinyl? Mm. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's the best. The best. Nah, 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 nah. And I used to get into the uh, Asheville Christmas Parade. I don't know why, but I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, so the Asheville Christmas Parade is usually the weekend before Thanksgiving. Is that right, I think? And yeah. Um, yeah. they don't call it that anymore, of course. They call it the Holiday Parade. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still just as kind of, it was just a hometown little thing i don't know why i loved it so much but sometimes a you know the a football team might go into the parade or a boy scout group or or woolworths would have a float you remember when the, the stores would have their floats yeah those were always fun yes in fact uh the pagan community did a solstice float one year and we built two big standing stones out of cardboard boxes. <laughs> and we all had like these long white robes and like red decorations, red flower crowns and scarves and things like that. That's cool. How were you yeah. received? Uh, um, at the time, I don't remember it being any co- controversial at all. I don't. I just remember it was a lot of work. Oh, my God. It was so much work. You make it the float, uh, yeah. And, y'all, I've got a few pictures from that that my buddy Michael sent me. Um, and I will post this on our fa- Facebook page. Yeah. It was pretty fun. And that must have been, my daughter was maybe five years old. So that would have been 25 years ago. So I late probably 90, saw you. Like 1998, something like that. And then I was we were watching the parade, and I probably made eye contact with you. <laughs> well, we used to take my, before we had a child, we used to take my nieces, my niece and nephews up there to watch the parade when they were little. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Gosh, we were, it was so cold. Oh, mm-hmm. so cold. Mm-hmm. It was always cold, so cold, is what I remember. Unless you were marching, then it was fine. But yes, because then I you were too hot. We would. My parents would take me, take us. You know, and they'd have to find a parking space in Asheville, uh, and, and then yeah. we'd walk to wherever. And we always loved, wanted to be there near the uh, Vance Monument. Yeah, that's where we wanted to watch the parade from. And that's gosh, I just love that crazy old parade i love that I tradition of it. but i've not been in years have you i have no desire to go anymore it's a different oh. place how come you don't have any desire hmm. it's a different place Asheville is not the same oh well yeah and that's like the constant theme isn't it of this podcast yeah well i mean i know i shouldn't expect it to be the same but i don't want to go to a Christmas parade and fear front and safety. 
Oh, yeah, I said it. Would? Sometimes, depending on where yeah. I where I had to park. Yeah, you know, you never know. And everything, everything, everything has an agenda now, and, and it seems like Asheville's in the middle of it. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a really good point. You know, so we've got so much going on, and the potential for violence is is so much higher now than it used to be. Or it's like, you know what, people like me do. We just go to the quiet place and we stay away from all that that crap. Yeah, and and I don't know that Asheville's any more violent than it was, but. It used to be that that kind of violence was pretty family-based. So yeah. there would be one member of a family beating up on another member of the family, and now it's just a free-for-all. It is, and it has been for at least since 2016. Yeah, I believe you're right. So, and frankly, I just don't, you know, I can watch it on TV, not catch a cold. And I know that it's like something something really beautiful died. I'm sorry, but still, <laughs> you know, there's plenty of beauty for me in the holiday season. And I will fondly remember the actual parade, and I probably will never go see another one. Well, I don't know. That made me kind of sad. Well, things change. I don't expect everything to stay the same, you know, and I, I had a good time with that parade and all. But then there'll be other parades if I feel like it. That's where I am with it. Well, but, I think the thing that made me sad was you saying that you didn't think it would ever be better, that it would never change. That just seems pretty darn hopeless. You mean in Asheville? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, unless humanity suddenly figures out a way to work together, <laughs> what do we expect? <laughs> well, we never have. You know, that's a legacy of being a primate damn yeah. monkeys fight all the time and we're just fancy monkeys pretty much i mean i i i expect us to go downhill and downhill and downhill i really do i hate to sound so pessimistic and and in spite of it i'm still going to try and do the right thing and i think most people that i know try to do the right thing yeah but, you know yeah so. But I'm just not old enough to probably live to see it cycle back around. You see, it's cycle. Yeah. Damn, I'm a pessimist today, considering what a good mood you I'm in. You are definitely a pessimist today. <laughs> I'm in a great mood. I got. I saw the river for a while. And you're a pessimist. Well, I've had my health has been okay and last few days and i've slept well and i got to go sit at the river for a little bit this morning and uh, so all all is all is well in my territory so i really don't have anything to gripe about and i'm not actually in a bad mood <laughs> it's just my normal way i guess i'm uh, i'm writing me a sermon today while finishing up writing a sermon and by the time y'all hear this podcast, I will have sermonated and come on home. But I'm going to be <laughs> Are down. Are you the sermonator? I'm the sermonator. <laughs> uh, I'm going down to see my buddies at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of the Catawba Valley down in Hickory. And I love to go and see that group. They are fun and they are light and delightful and. I've been there on some really historic occasions for them. 
Oh, wow. So I really, I feel so kindly towards them, and I'm always excited when they invite me back. So I, um, I couldn't figure out what I was going to talk about because I talk about all kinds of stuff, and it's a little early to talk about the winter solstice. And I was in the shower. I posted this on Facebook yesterday, I think. I was in the shower and just thinking about all that I had to do. It had been such a long year, and I'm just so tired, blah, blah, blah. And and into my head came the 59th Street Bridge song. Slow down, you move too fast. I gotta make the morning last just tripping down the cobblestone looking for fun and feeling groovy. So feeling groovy is the title of my talk on Sunday. (laughs) And it's all based on that song about how we're moving too fast. We are not we're not getting to experience things because we have so many things to get done. And I'm just going to encourage all of them to just, if there's something you can get rid of, do it. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. COVID forced me to change my holiday routine. Okay. Yeah. And it, it had been kind of in stone is how I feel like I never expected it to change. And it changed and it knocked a lot of that 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 stuff away. What do you call that gaffla? It knocked a lot of the gaffla. Do you remember that word? Yes, yes. From the book was that I guess it was Dune, obviously. Yes, it is from Dune. Yeah, uh, so it, it you know, it kind of stripped it down to, hey, what's actually important? Because I remember during the worst part of COVID, right right before Christmas, I remember thinking I wonder if I'm going to get to see my friends in the future, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or what's going to happen. I just didn't know. So, yeah, it kind of made me step back a little bit and see what's important. And so I miss decorating the house because I, I thought it was pretty and I like those decorations. But I don't miss the exhaustion that happens after I spend three days decorating the house and i don't miss right you know that all the extra cleaning that i have to do ahead of time before i can decorate the house and all of that stuff and i'm sure that everybody appreciates the cheaper uh bill for the holidays because we had all those lights we were those neighbors oh and they were there used to be that house in West Asheville on Mildred Street, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right off of Haywood, and they were like crazy. It was so, and it it busted up the whole neighborhood because people would be just be driving by. You couldn't get down the street because people driving by to look at the lights. I remember seeing it. it it's off of, it's Haywood off of Brevard. Is it that no, one? No, no. It's right off Haywood in the block behind the Bledsoe building. Okay. Okay. Mildred, Mildred is the name of it. And I guess the folks moved away because they haven't done it in several years. Uh, down off of Brevard Road, just off of Haywood Road, there is a family that does every holiday. And oh, yes. it's a it's a beautiful little purple house, I think. And they'll have 300 plastic Santa Claus is up there in their in their tiny little front yard <laughs> and it's like it's chaos they do it for every single holiday and it's they so do. cool 
It's they like, have the best Fourth of July in town. They do. I wonder though, where do they store that stuff? Because all those holidays that they decorate for, uh-huh. their house is not literally not big enough to hold all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they they may rent a storage space somewhere. I mean, a lot yeah, of people do that. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, but I do like I do like that. I still go and see certain houses. And I have for decades now, and they're still decorating. It's like they've got to be getting older by now, these people. There's a house up near 151, you know, where that, I guess it's the Hot Dog King. If you turn down, if you turn right in that direction, Uh and then you take your first left, it's a dirt road. And there was a house there that I decided it had, they had to work for the power company. I mean, I can't believe all the stuff in the yard. It was great. Now, mine, I was all snotty about my decorations because yeah, I wanted mine to all be period. So uh, period pieces. I went to a yard sale and I bought these giant. This is what started all of it for me. These giant Santa Claus and his reindeer. It was a wooden, wooden pieces that had been put together. And so it was like a life size. You could actually sit in the Santa sleigh. And, but, but the characters, Santa and the elves and stuff, they were one dimensional. Only the sleigh was. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, um, I later got on eBay and I found out because I was, it was the original colors that they had been, uh, you know, painted in and everything. And I could tell that they were old. And the people that I bought them from lived out there on Tallulah off of sweet gum in robinsville my grandma told me oh you've got to come to this now they're all about christmas so we went out to this yard sale and they had decided that after a lifetime of decorating for christmas that they were not going to anymore they were going to relax so they were in their probably 70s at the time wow and i I later found out i got on ebay and i was able to find the original patterns for the stuff that I have in my yard and the original color uh, scheme numbers, you know, how the paint colors have numbers. I found those original formulas for it and, and they were from 1936. Oh my God. And I just, right then I decided that's the Christmas look that I love is that old, old from the thirties and forties look. Mm-hmm. And I was able, I would go to yard sales and rescue old Christmas ornaments because, man, around here, they just would, you know, there was a period of time when you could just find old Christmas ornaments at about any auction you went to, any rummage sale, any flea market. I loved going to a Christmas uh, rummage, excuse me, to a rummage sale at a church because there would be boxes of Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would, I bought all kinds of it just cheap. I'd go buy a whole box of ornaments for a couple of bucks, you know, and a lot of them I would put in the antique booth that I had. And then some of them I would give back away. And then some of them I would keep. And so I've, I've got some nice ornaments that I found through the years. Mm-hmm. But you can't decorate because of the damn cat. Yeah. I can just see it now. I I literally would decorate my tree wearing rubber gloves. 
because oh yeah yeah I didn't want every I didn't want the mercury vapor glass to explode and that all my ornaments are mercury vapor glass yeah I can just see oh, the I love that shatter in the, the tree <laughs> did you ever see on my Facebook uh, feed I don't know I can't remember how long ago but it was a photograph of the floor in my living room and all these ornaments scattered. oh yes the exploded ornaments. I lost about half of my ornaments. That oh, my God. <laughs> but, hey, that's still got half of them. You never know. I might put that tree up again. But at this point, I couldn't even put a Charlie Brown Christmas tree up. For a while, I was going to go get that door-sized poster of the Christmas tree that you put on your front door. Because <laughs> at least we'd have the look of a tree. No, we, we can't even do that. That cat would just annihilate it. Hey, something new. Let me scratch it to bits. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. He'll he'll mellow out at some point. He will. Yeah, I'm surprised will. at the number of people who just want me to dose him up. Give him some CBD. He'll sleep all day. <laughs> Golly, I'm very tempted sometimes to do that, but I'm not gonna. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that done to me. Mrs. Byron, I can tell that your throat must feel weird. It does feel weird. And I just had two little bowls of turkey broth, of chicken broth. And I'm having an, another cup of soup, a cup of tea. But yeah, it just, and it doesn't hurt, but it is sensitive. How's that? Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm out here in this area. If there's anything you think you might want, let me know. I'm good. In fact, this morning when I was being particular about the kind of chicken soup I wanted with real fat in it, uh, Joe said, well, if you need me to go get some, just tell me. But I, but I knew I had it in the freezer. So it's just a matter of chopping everything up, cooking it. So I, yeah, I'm going to be fine in a couple of days. I got to go down the mountain to Hickory on Sunday. So oh, I got to be good by then. Yeah, I'm sure you will, but that doesn't mean that you won't want to. And I want to just be super grateful that all I've got is a little bit of a head cold. And yeah. I don't have the Rona, and I don't have the flu, and I don't have RSV or any of that stuff. I've just got an old-fashioned cold, and I know how to take care of that. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's, you know, the whole year that I was at um, your cottage that whole time. I didn't get a cold not one time. Because I was in, I was in quarantine. Yeah, and exactly. I realized, gosh, that's nice. <laughs> that's really nice. And well, they, there's so many people now fussing about. I can't believe people are still wearing masks. Blah blah blah. Well, uh, it's been how many years? Almost three years of this pandemic, and this is the first cold I've gotten. So, I we used to make fun of. Um, the especially Asian people who would wear SARS masks all the time when they were out in public, mm -hmm. but they weren't getting sick. So if there's people don't that. like me, if people don't like me wearing a mask, you know, there's a there's a part of my anatomy they're welcome to kiss. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know that I'll ever feel comfortable not in a mask if I were flying. Yeah, if I was in an airplane, I think I would. I think I would wear a mask. Of course, I don't even want to be in an airplane anymore. So, <laughs> I'm going to make spaghetti tonight. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to get it started. It has a crowd pop for a while. Are you interested in a plate of it? No. When was the last time you I ate any pasta? My mother-in-law's funeral. That's the last time because I don't uh, eat. I don't eat no spaghetti. I keep forgetting that. my blood sugar. I, I keep forgetting you that. eat spaghetti. Well, I don't need a big enough portion of it to affect my blood sugar. I. I mean, I can go fifty-five carbs. It's what I aim for in every any meal. 55 carbs so oh yeah well you can do pasta with that i don't i yeah. don't do that many carbs well you're smart you're very smart and if uh, sometimes i've been known to use egg noodles which i think those are fairly low carb um, you, you, you and i have this fight about once a month no they are not low <laughs> carbs they have like 40 carbs per serving 40 i eat 100 carbs a day so you eat 100 carbs a day? A day. 100 carbs a day. That's right, ma'am. So I ain't going to be, I'd have that's to. That's why eat. you're getting tinier and tinier that's, all the time. That's why I would have to eat nothing but lettuce and meat all day long so that I have a little bowl of pasta. And it's just not worth it. Having no. a little having a little bowl of pasta just didn't worth it to me. I did not. I didn't realize you were 100 carbs a day. Yeah, I mean, I I fudge like Thanksgiving. I had more than that, but yeah, I keep my carbs as low as I can. You are so smart. You're well, my smart it's, friend. <laughs> it's what made me feel. It's what made me healthier is cutting out carbohydrates. Yeah. And I didn't even cut them down. I cut them out. I still do a hundred a day. Well, that's that's not very many, but yeah, that's good. I'm proud of you. Y'all, we are, um, poor old Alicia is trying to deal with me not feeling well today. And we've, we've had those kind of conversations where one of us says something and then there's this big pause and then it's like my brain catches up. So my apologies if this is a little ragged this week, it, but it, it is just, that's what happens sometimes. And that's the not, truth of it. It will get rested. This is your chance to just rest yourself and, and enjoy that part of it and then by sunday you'll be probably raring to go i'd say i doubt yeah. i doubt you can force yourself to rest more than a day right well i've been i've been being very very conscious of sleeping at night and not letting my sleep get interrupted that's and that's been good you know like most women my age i get up about three thirty, four o'clock in the morning go to the bathroom and pee uh, and then I go right back to bed. I don't even look at the time because if I look at pick up my phone to look at the time, I'm lost. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've been really trying to get even more sleep than normal, which I, I think know. is good. In fact, once we get off the phone here, I'm probably going to take a nap. Go take your nap. Yeah. We got uh, I've got plenty of content, and you know everything is going to be fine. Go take your nap and just just have good dreams and don't even think about anything. Well, I got to be thinking about a lot of things like this sermon on Sunday. My friends Sam and Julie are coming in Saturday because his book is launching at Raven and Crown or it has he has a book signed at Raven and Crown. That's cool. So, <clears throat> yeah, so there's stuff. There's stuff. Yeah. Well, just take it easy if you can and get in, get, get some Christmas music going if you feel like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've got a whole 
bunch of, of CDs for the holiday season. And I love Lorena McCannett's got a couple of really wonderful solstice CDs. So I'm yes. listening to those. There's lots of solstice music. Yeah, there is a lot of solstice. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by that. Actually, I didn't think there. It never even occurred to me. Well, you know, Wyndham Hill used to release something about every about every year that was um, songs for the winter solstice. Hmm. And a lot of it was pretty new age sort of stuff. It wasn't it wasn't pagan specific, but pretty stuff, real pretty stuff. Uh, well, this is this is time of year for it. Get your get your brain there. Of course, you're yeah. already there. And enjoy it. It's the last few weeks of the dying year and then come the solstice things are going to start cranking back up again so i'm really gonna i am resting but i'm also being really conscious about getting done what needs to get done without without overdoing it yeah so that's what i'm doing for sure there you go you are wise miss byron Mm. well I am going to go and get some onions chopped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know how I do it. It's like a lawnmower. I know. One it. of those things. Heck and, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what you call it. It's one of those things. Um, hang on. Yeah. My mom got it for me. It's this. It's I said, well, okay, oh, a purple yeah. thing, and for my because my hands don't do like, as well yeah. as they used to, and it's got like lawnmower kind of blades in it, and vroom, then you really just you do that, and it, I could do that twice, and it would chop up a whole onion into very fine pieces, and don't get your finger anywhere near it. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> Actually, yesterday, yesterday I sharpened my big old knife that I used to chop things like onions. Mm-hmm. And I sharpened my little bitty paring knife too. So, ooh, everything is sharp in my kitchen, ready to there chop. You go. There you go. Well, just I'm gonna go do some chopping myself. Yeah, y'all be good. Y'all uh, get ready because it's coming. Whatever that might be. Thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals.